Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we'll get rolling. I like that little uh, ditty there. 
that song. Yeah, I do love Definitely. What goes? I know if I'm being, I don't know if I'm being, but I'm sorry about that. What was the band Congos? Yes, the band Congos. Yeah, with a K. Um, War. Oh I'm yeah. Now. Uh, uh, and the and the uh, the thesis of tonight's show. Um, we're getting some call call ins uh, worked out. Um, Skype seems to be a little overwhelmed right now. We're going to be welcoming. Uh, um, a, a long overdue co-host uh, when when uh, he, Skype works out, X you out. Thrilled to have him on. Um, also uh, thrilled to have um, uh, not. So, I'm just gonna have to go ahead and say his name, but uh, West Virginia Beta Soldier is gonna be on, as well as uh, Rob Brin, Rob Reinhardt. Um, it's gonna be a lively show. Um, as we work out these little little kinks, we have a new website, revolutionradio.com, um, and uh, it's looking absolutely fabulous, the new uh, website. Breakbeat Junkie, welcome to the chat room, um, and uh, it, it really is, and it's a great portal. It makes things uh, um, much less confusing for me um, as far as... Uh, getting to things quickly and in one spot. Um, but as I'm learning quickly with all uh, um, websites, there's always always a few kinks to work out, but it's been extremely seamless. So thanks uh, to all those who uh, who helped out getting this thing live and rolling. And, um, Alec, how, how is uh, Skype looking? Any... Um, yeah, I think if if because I I just called in and hung up on Skype and mine wasn't working earlier. So if uh, if um, if you give it a refresh, it may work. Um, Dalek, why don't we do this? Let's play one more tune. Um, uh, WVU soldier just tweeted at me. I'm going to make sure that um, he can get in uh, to the call in line fine and uh, pick a tune. We'll spin it and we'll come back and we're going to talk war. Um, we're going to start uh, by referencing something that's uh, that's current um, out in the theaters, a movie, something a lot of people can get their heads around, American Sniper, starring uh, Bradley Cooper. Um, it's still in the theater. Um, I've seen the movie. Uh, West Virginia Beta Soldier has seen the movie. Um, X You Out has seen the movie. Um you know, it's not that profound of a film or anything like that, but what it does do is provide a, provide a context in which to discuss um, war, uh, where we're heading, uh, where we've been in the past, um, and get some uh, get some real insight um, um, from guys who've been there. Um, so let's uh, ah, there's and there's uh, WVU soldier. Um, so. Uh, why don't we why don't we forego the tune and um Dalek if you see him on the uh on the line. Um we can go okay, ahead and so bring I him shall on. do a tune. All right. No, Spin no, a tune. No. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um Yeah. Dalek, you, um, you you're you're the, you're in charge. If you want to spin a tune, gather yourself, let's do that. If you want to bring everybody on. Um Yeah, now. just the internet the damn internet pirating my own self but uh all right so we're gonna start spinning up a tune and uh cool. 
So we are going to do ooh, what's a good one? Oh uh, well, you know, on those bad times of those days, you just might as well float on. There you go. Welcome back to Third Rail Radio. This is Andy Craig for 73. Okay. Along with uh, Dalek. And um, I believe we have our co-host, XU Out, um, 
on the line as well. Uh, a real pleasure to welcome Exu out to the show. Um been here the show. He's, uh, uh, you know, a, a family member and um, thrilled to have him. How are you tonight, brother? Can't hear anything, brother. You can't oh. hear me? I can hear you, but I can't hear the show. Um, huh. well, I'm just listening to I us mean, talk. Well, I mean, that's 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 only what we need, right? I, well, I mean, can you not look at the chat? Yeah, I could look at the chat, but I can't hear, like, the show show. I don't know if you're playing music. I don't know. No, no idea. Uh, we were in the no, we were we in are, the green we are, room. We are live and direct. Oh, now we are now. Yeah, you. I, I think uh, I think we're all we're all squared away. Um, I know the uh, the whole phenomenon of like not being able to listen to the show while you're on uh, is always has always left me in a state of befuddlement. But we'll get used to it. But the important thing is X is you're here. Um, I know you're you're up in my my neck of the woods. Um, at this rebel a little bit. How are you faring with the winter, man? No, oh, it's <laughs> it's uh, not going well. I'll tell you that it's not going well. I mean, it's just it's just too much. I've been through it many years, and it's just just so much. It's I just can't deal. But yeah, it'll be over soon. But yeah, it's a little it's a little extreme. Put it that way. <laughs> It is. This winter has been extreme. Uh, uh, I'm feeling the same way. I don't know if it's because we're getting older or the winter's getting worse, but I've just about had. It. Uh, yeah. And yeah, as you are, uh, you are are live and audible uh, to the world. And nice. That's what's up. Big shout out to Bert. It's always great to see great stuff here. Uh, so, so as this this all kind of came about last week with. Well, you and I both enjoy guns. We've had our side uh, conversation about guns. And um, I think it's uh, probably about time to uh, introduce uh, W.B. Soldier. And um, he's he's got a guest with him. And, of course, I've already forgotten his nickname. Um, his name's John. Uh, and you got pretty run to the episode on here. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, WV? How are you, man? Thanks so much for coming on the coming on the show with with X, Dalek, and myself. Um, it's great to have you. How's uh, how's life, man? Outstanding, outstanding. How's life with you guys? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. We're uh, you know um, kind of uh, surviving a tough winter in the uh, in the New e- New England quadrant, um, but uh, you know all 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 is pretty good. And Dude, why has it been negative ten degrees in the New England quadrant? It's ridiculous right now. Oh, it's crazy, man. Um, yeah, we I, and I have pipe issues uh, right now. We got I'm a, I'm in Vermont and uh, we got down to negative uh, uh, seventeen raw temp um, the other night. God bless you, man. New York City got to negative ten with wind chill, and I was out in it, and it was uh, it was. It was, it was sprinting from location to location just because of how bad it was. WV, remind me of um, of your friend's nickname. Kerbo. Kerbo. How the fuck do I forget a nickname like Kerbo? That is a great nickname. Um, 
Now, Kerbo uh, like Kerbo like Turbo. Yeah, Kerbo like Turbo from uh, Breaking Break Breaking uh, in the day in the eighties. Um, but uh, in fact, he's he's frequently called Turbo in the military. So you're gonna now, if you call him Turbo, you wouldn't be doing too bad. Now um, he is he he is a psyops uh, specialist. Yep, he's a psyops soldier. What's uh? It's actually I had a I was active for a while up and out. Um, it was a GS thirteen uh, for a period. I was a sergeant when I was uh, in the military years ago. Uh, I'm currently a reservist, but uh, more or less um, I specialize in applied social science. And I'm sorry, who's speaking? I haven't been introduced to you. Uh, friends with John Nichols. But, uh, yeah. Um, so it's the first time on the floor. I'm glad to be here. Hey, what did dox me? Fucking on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Now, uh, is that John? Anyway, that's Turbo, aka Turbo. P.S. Turbo. It's a bad idea to say my full name in front of a bunch of whole bunch of hackers. Turbo. Is that John that I know, Johnny? The soldier. Um, yes, WVU soldier is currently speaking, and I'm speaking to my fucking fellow compatriot Cyopper who just doxed me. But that's the same John that I potted with, right? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Ah, no shit. I haven't hey, talked bro. to that boy in a minute. Uh, you guys want to call me Special K. I don't have a problem with that. It's whatever you want to know. Special K. Nice. All right, so what's up? What's the, what's Not- the topic now? And right, well, top, well, topic, what I, wanted to, what I wanted to get at and kind of using the platform of uh, of American Sniper, the 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 popular movie that's out right now, um, which is basically um, a uh, mockumentary, or not a mockumentary, but it's a biopic of um, Chris Kyle, um, a highly decorated um, sniper um, in the Iraq war and uh, was subsequently killed um, at a shooting range where he... um, helped run a program for uh, veterans with post-traumatic stress uh, disorder and, you know, and other adjustment issues um, to civilian life um, by one of the people who he was holding, um, uh, you know, this... uh, this Jordan with? Yeah, this physical therapy with. um, And uh, the guy, the young man, um, uh, his trial is going on right now. um, And and you, and the reason I think that that it um, it's a particularly good uh, foundation to kind of spring off and talk about war um, is that that uh, in some ways um, it, it it seems to glorify um, this uh, false sense um, of uh, heroic valor um, that you're uh, guaranteed to be, uh, in, uh, you know, embedded with when you become a U.S. soldier. Um, One that's, cert- that's, that's certainly a negative. I just tackle that to begin with. Um, the mass amount of soldiers that... Ha- I think the movie actually highlights that to be in a little bit when he's dealing with all the different soldiers in the Wounded Warrior program. The vast majority of soldiers that that, that lose limbs become non-entities 
to the rest of the civilian population. And the vast, the vast majority of soldiers that come away, whether it's PTSD, the, the soldiers who are lucky enough to walk away from that, um, they don't, they don't get to be here to speak their piece. Um, and while some of us are held up, and I have no problem with Chris Kyle being held up as an exemplary soldier, that's, it's, it's not that if I go to war, I get glory. In fact, I took the, I took almost the exact opposite away from the movie, having watched it as a veteran. Interesting. Um, Good. So, I mean, from your opening remarks, I, th- I, I, I may be on to something where it is, it is a kind of a thought-provoking platform um, to talk about war and to have um, uh, you and Kerbo on who've been there um, uh, and, and act you out. Um, I think we have, we have a great discussion ahead of us. Um, I'm, not, I'm not military. I no, I'm not. And, and nor am I, um, and nor am I, but I think having, uh, you know, different perspectives on, on, on the whole thing, um, uh, you know, is, is what's valuable. Um, now, yeah. uh, WVU, are you, um, at liberty to discuss any, um, like specifics of your service? I mean, it depends if you want to know exactly what I was doing on a given day. I'm certainly not going to discuss, like, what I was doing on January 12, 2011. Like, it's not not going to be – it's not available. But if you want to know, like, some generality, of course we can discuss those. Yeah. Um, Were you in combat? Were you in Afghanistan or Iraq or – The vast majority – I was in both. The majority of my combat happened in Afghanistan on my first tour. Uh, the 2008, where I caught IEDs and, and I saw indirect fire, and I, I don't, I don't want to be a Brian Williams because it's a meme today. But yeah, I saw plenty. Right on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I, that's the. I don't think. I, I think just being there is enough. Uh, you know. I think to to uh, have you have to be a journalist to have to feel like you have to embellish it, right? Um, Brian Williams, what a piece you of You know, it's interesting. I was actually sitting here with John Kerbo earlier today talking about a very specific war story. And um, it's it's minor things. So so I was talking about a war story, and John, sorry, Kerbo is more than happy to uh, inform you guys of this. Seeing a specific war story where the way I understood it in my mind, uh, I was on a bridge that overlaps two particular areas of operation. Um, yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, and it led to it led to some difficulties in securing help when we were in a very dicey circumstance, just because of where exactly we were on the map. Um, I actually pulled up the map as 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 I realized that uh, Kerbo here was informed of the circumstance. Um, I pulled up the map and I went, oh, son of a bitch, that actually isn't between the AO, the areas of responsibility. Between, it isn't exactly where I thought it was, actually two, three blocks up. Um, and while, while the circumstances of what happened weren't vastly different, um, I, I was absolutely forgiven the mistake of thinking it was two blocks south of where it was. Um, it, does, it does happen. It does happen. Memory is imperfect. Um, right. Someone looked at the map and I went, whoops, it was actually two blocks north of where I thought it was. 
So uh, what you're talking about is you guys were recalling a story and then and then went went back to kind of uh, check the I, We just had a computer in front of us, so I was trying to yeah. put it as, as soon as I, as soon as I, I, it, I, I, it would happen. Juan Curbo said, "Oh, hey, you know, you're talking about the the uh, 1946 John. Which which bridge was it?" 14th of July Bridge. I had a similar story on that. 14th of July Bridge in Baghdad, which yeah. is very, very, very well known. It's, it's a landmark in Baghdad. He said it was. He said, "Was it there?" And I said, "No, no, no. It was actually two blocks south of there." And <laughs> since you know it, let's just pull it up on Google Maps. So I pulled it up on Google Maps, and I went, "Oh, motherfucker, I'm actually wrong. It was two or three blocks south of where I just said it was." Um, it, it actually happens to us as well. And I wasn't trying to tell a stolen ballot story. I just was just like, oh, no, it actually <laughs> happened on this bridge. Let me show you on the map yeah. um, exactly where it is. And yeah. and we just continued the story. It's it's actually, like, it happens relatively frequently. Um, yeah, that's the story weird. over and over. Go ahead. Well, it sounds really, we get nostalgic for post-war and so, you know, it's it's cool to look at the maps, you know. Yeah, and it's I, good, it's good to go back. Go ahead. Technology brings in a whole, a whole other facet to that. Huh? Like, um, you know, there there haven't been uh, there hasn't been another um, sort of class of uh, of uh, combat vets um, who've had these uh, tools um, like Google Maps uh, at their at their disposal. Um, and I guess in in some ways uh, that's good, but um, in other ways I guess it could also be quite terrifying if um, you know. Well, it'd be interesting, right? Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be interesting if you let if you let me fast forward thirty years with the story of the way that I thought I knew it? That might have ended up on the historic bridge that John is that John knows, um, but. Not because I was trying to be stolen about or anything, but because it was a combat situation and I had, my memory was slightly distorted. That's really true. I get like that when I'm drinking a lot, you know. I hear you. I got a question for for John and uh, yeah, little Kerbo sure. there. Now, do you was there any impact as far as you know during that? The wars, you know, the Iraqi war. Now you saw. Um, obviously, you were aware of the the uh, outcry, protesting against the war here in America and all throughout the world. That. Now, did you? Oh, wait, see I, I just any... got out of a debate at City University of New York with a few people, and uh, I've always been a fan of the fact that we can protest, and I support a lot of it. I think it's a plurality of, of dialogue. Um, but, but go on though, because I, I, as long as something is respectable, I've always been very, you know, receptive to it. It's when it becomes backseat quarterbacking that I get offended. And I'm all about veterans and, you know, peacemaking, protesters, whatever, having a dialogue. But, but go on though, because I think there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. You know, I'm gonna go the, I'm gonna go the opposite way with this. My question. Um, so when it comes did, to the, go ahead, go. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, did extra. It, uh, did it have any impact for the boots on the ground with any sort of operation or 
Like I know back in Vietnam, Absolutely, the protesting that happened, it actually ended up hurting the boots on the ground. They weren't getting the support. Right, right. I didn't, oh, no, the protest back home? Yes. Yeah, he's, about, he's talking about um, very serious issues. The thing is, I was, I, I, I'm not special forces, but I went through part of these special forces training, including selection, and this really hits home with a lot of uh, berets as well as Vietnam vets in general. Um, and I learned this really hard in, in 04. There let's, was, uh, let's, let's, let's caveat our experience here. Uh Kerbo here has worked with uh, special some some specialer units than I have, um, so he's 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 well positioned for some of these conversations in a way that I am. And I was going to say I, I think this is important because on the one hand there was some serious damage and hurt. It cannot be described as words when it came to the non protest. Not most of them, but for the few of them that hurt, not just. Vietnam veterans coming home, getting spat on with people in POW camps, and I know things about this from the inside that are really disturbing. But at the same time, the majority of you know protesters weren't necessarily trying to do that, but it was horrible. Now at the same time, this is a problem because now most a lot of protests against the Iraq War becomes conflated with that. And that's just not true. Most people protesting the Iraq and Afghanistan War are not in any way trying to hurt the troops. They're not trying to undermine security, and I see this because I don't want veterans to feel, I don't want our soldiers and veterans to feel like this is not true, and there are some threat cases I can't talk about openly where, yeah, it did, it, it, it could have hurt security, and, and I can, I don't want to, once again, I can't go into this, but hey, everybody's fired, fired. Uh, yeah. a point of order, do me a favor, just move your lips away from your microphone as you're speaking, I feel like you're over-talking into the phone. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll move away from the phone, or move, not talk closer, or what's up? You're, you're so fine. It sounds, it just, it just sounds like you're, it sounds like you're sucking the dick of your microphone. So. <laughs> no, no, I, I was saying, I think that. most protests not intended to have that effect, but it did have an effect at one point in Vietnam. But I think if we can, you know, it's good for for most soldiers to understand that's not what the average protester is trying to do. You always have the bad apples, but that's not usually the case. I think Kerbo makes a great point. Uh, like I, I, I do, I do see. I mean, being ah. somebody who, who has uh, um, attended anti-war protests, uh, you know, for um, Afghanistan and Iraq, um, but also being, you know, the fir- first person to buy um, uh, an active military or or a vet a drink at a bar, um, I think there is a big big sort of uh, uh, ideologue difference between um, the anti-war protests uh, that occurred in Vietnam. Um, I think there absolutely is. John's absolutely correct. I think there was a, there was a real like um, sort of malicious attitude. um, um, No, and God, and God bless the American people for understanding that there is a huge difference between soldiers executing the mission and the political executives and the chain of command that authorized the mission. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. I was, I was um, against, I was against the Iraq War. I've been to, I spent two years of my life in Iraq. I'm only 29 and just barely turned. Um, I spent two years of my life in Iraq. It's, it's quite significant. 
Thank you for um, your service, man. Thank you for your service, Johnny. I've always no, brother, I'll, I'll never stop. You, you, I'll you never and I know each other very well. Right. It's, uh, but it's, not it's to be easy, commended. Though. It's to be commended always. So I'll never yeah, stop. Well, you, you bought me more than enough drinks for it. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and I think that that, that, that acts you out, his comment there just kind of underlies that. They, I mean, that's exactly how I feel. Um, now, your bosses well, and the guys send you to work. I hate them. I think they suck. In all, uh, in all honesty, I don't want this conversation to become sycophantic. Are there, like, it's, if this conversation is going to reduce itself down to everybody's sucking the dick of Kerbo and fucking no, no, that it's not worth having. I, and I promised you, I, I would try to take the eagle, uh, right. uh, you know, the eagles, uh, the hawk, sorry, the hawk position. Um, you know, but I think there is genuine admiration. Um, um, you know, especially amongst peers, similar-aged people, um, for people who serve um, from those who don't. And I think that that is, you know, the big difference. Um, well, I'm sure, I'm sure I speak for Kerbo and myself when I say that, yeah, we appreciate it. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good, and I agree. Sickle fat is what I agree. I actually have a quick question. I'm going to and I would do that. Okay. Hey, hey, Kerbo. Let the fucking host speak. Well, Kelly. I was going to say, I felt I, the reception was wonderful. Coming back home and, you know, guys buy me beers and just experiencing that was, was amazing. You know, it, it's something that Vietnam Vest didn't experience, and I had a great time. I have no complaints, and I, there know, is, it was wonderful. By the way, there is, there is and that's, that's actually a reason. Like, there, is, there is some residual guilt between, like, our generation and the Vietnam generation. Um Say, for instance, the VFW organization, Veterans of Foreign Wars organization. I really have a hard time going in there just because it's full of old bastards who are like, let me tell you about what it's like to be in the bush. And I'm like, bro, let me tell you what it's like to be IED. Like, go back and forth on whose war is cooler. I really, I didn't come here to have a conversation about whose war is cooler. I came here to fucking drink beer and hang out with veterans, asshole. So if you want to be a veteran and drink a beer with me, we can do that. But if you want to pretend like your war is more badass than mine, you can go fuck yourself, and I'll go to the fucking closest strip club, and I'll just a good night. And that, by the way, is the reason why the VFW is dying. Is that that's actually a systemic opinion, as is as, as poorly as that portrayed. I, I, I just think we need to get more young vets in there, more Iraq and Afghanistan vets. We're working on a project to do that. You know, calling it Project Fort Defiance. You know, easy, the, easy job. This is this is not the fucking avenue for your projects. You keep saying easy. You know, right? I'm saying you know, veterans are in every community. You know, get them into those VFW bars, and you know, we all enjoy the local bars, the good cheap beers, and, and I think VFWs are amazing spots. You know. I I always, I've, I always found that a little a little, a little uh, sort of condescending though that you know you go and, and sacrifice your life and, and fight for country and um, then as 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 you're getting fucked by the healthcare system and and the VFW you get you get a bar to go and vibe uh, your misery on. Um, I don't think. Stuff. I don't think the uh, the the healthcare issues are as prominent in our generation as they are for others. The um, the healthcare system is currently such that 
when you go to war, you have five years of absolute blanket-free health care with the Veterans Affairs. Then you move to what's called the TRICARE system, where I think I pay a whopping $30 a month for health care. I'm a smoker at age 29. I'm pretty sure that I beat everybody's health care system. Um, I think I have better health care than most Americans, and it's it's blanket easy. I don't think I don't think healthcare for veterans is is any longer an issue. There are plenty of things that are an issue, and if a veteran has an issue with it, they more than more than interested to hear their circumstance. But for the most part, I actually think that veteran healthcare has been resolved, and that's something the American people have actually done a good job on. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's I mean, who would know better than you? And and um, I think that there was. Uh, because we're we seem to be in a state of perpetual uh, war, um, as very aptly uh, described in 1984, um, that there was there was such a, a level of outrage at that at the latest um, uh, veterans health care um, sort of uh, debacle. Um, One, I don't know why it took you fuckers so long to be outraged at healthcare debacles. Like, we all knew, we all knew that the VA was worthless. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know why it was surprising to any of you. Can I actually speak real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Not only that, um, I remember a few people actually saying that there was actually suicide pills that may cause suicide. And I think it's so bad to, to know that, you know, we treat, you know, you guys very badly. And um, one of the questions that I really like to ask, um, within your earlier, um, when you're actually in the earliest of the ranks, do you guys feel like like pawns? Uh, I'm gonna go with the default. Oh, I don't yeah. want to give a long answer. Uh, Carvo, do you want to do you want to take that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give a long answer. Uh, a short answer is that I am biased when I say uh, no. At your, not your earliest ranks, bro. When you were a private or your private you know, drill sergeants. Uh, you know, once I get to my unit, my you know leadership throughout my career uh, has always been. In the aggregate, for the most part, and actually pretty professional. I I don't think uh, I think it's a it's amazing. Once again, I am biased because you know I'm predisposed kind of you know early on to be a soldier. But no, it's not when you first join. I think it's when and, and yeah, you can have abuse and again things go wrong. But no, you're you know they they at the same time they inculcate values and things like that. But it's not blind valor duty on our country. It's not just that. It's also you know take care of other soldiers, make sure you prevent sexual harassment, make sure you look after your buddy. These things really are, you know, look at, look after. I promise you they are. And, it, you know, and well, on, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Getting, well, you know, as as they, they are, as they are, are I, I think, think, you guys are, I, I think, and I feel strong, I know that, 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 that fucking brand, brand new private, brand new private, private imagery are Well, it's just like brand new private imagery are We may not, in fact, are, what John and I do, we go look at the 
you'll find out that our our which means we might be we might be the question to. I'm so sorry. But if you but if I were if I were to observe a private just sort of a lower enlisted member of the infantry, I would tell you that yes, I absolutely think those individuals are pawns. Okay, yeah. I'm. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, I couldn't really hear the rest of it because it was just all audio spaghetti. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back on uh turbo, uh on the line real quick so then he can speak his side and then you can speak uh your side. All right. Yeah. Did, did you guys hear me okay when I the last time? Yeah. Um. Yeah. You, you were coming in fine. Sorry. You were. Uh, yeah, don't absorb all the radio time. But you got it. Go. Yeah, did, did you guys hear me when I did you guys hear me okay the last time I spoke? Yeah, we got you fine. Go. Oh, okay, good. So you guys heard everything I said. No, no, no. Repeat, repeat. Oh, okay. Repeat. Right, cool. I stepped um, on you. I, but I don't want to say repeat over the radio. That's an inside joke. Uh, no, basically, in terms of joining, in terms of being a partner, I think when people join, I hope I'm not repeating the same thing I said because um, if you guys can hear me. When you join the army, you choose to be a soldier. I don't think people, you know, go on what's the, you know, I've had drill sergeants and, and NCOs and guys when you get the unit, for the most part, been professional. I think it's when people get out that, you know, but even when I've been out, like, people have greeted me, you know, you guys are awesome. Civilians have been good to me. You know, society in the aggregate has been very well receiving the veterans. There are exceptions and there are problems. And those definitely need to be focused on, and and I think we're starting to do a good job of doing that. There, there's holes; it's not perfect, but I felt we're, you know, I, I really appreciate that you guys care. Um, when you first join, though, no, it's your job to be a freaking soldier, and unless you're a pawn, you know, that that's a debate to have with the politicians. And believe me, they can. That's not that. That is something I would not even be able to have over this particular. You know, conversation. I have many problems politically with our, okay. with the, with the way things are done. If it's a social level, it's your job. So being in football, you freaking do your job and you execute. I feel I I feel better, more secure as a soldier than I do in the private job market. I think our economy is a, just a giant shit mess, and I really am offended at the way that our Congress is acting. You know, I don't want to get political. I'm saying. You're in the army, you do your job, and you get taken care of. There are exceptions, there are problems, but for the most part, you know, you know, we, it's soldiers are taken care of. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, My turn. I, uh, when it comes to when it comes to John and Mai's job, again, our our specific our if you if you go look at PSYOP, you will find out that we are one of the symbols that we wear as a patch is the knight's chess piece. We are probably ill-equipped to answer this question as specifically as, as to him and I and how we operate in war zones. Yeah, we're, we're all taken care of. Yes, the U.S. The, the US military defends us. And yes, we get into, we get into some hairy type of circumstances. And yes, there are uh, fucking. I believe Al Qaeda has put numbers in our head as far as thirty thousand dollars to fucking kill just one of us. Um, but it's not. It's not that simple for the average soldier. The average infantryman, I absolutely do believe, is a pawn in the game. 
And I completely, I completely believe that. The average, the average image researcher does not know exactly what he's fighting for or why he's fighting for it. Right. So, yeah, so I do believe so, that, so. that for the average soldier, I, John and I are probably something more akin to a nice chess piece as our fucking uniform presents. But the average infantryman, the average, the average private or specialist, maybe even all the way up to staff sergeant in the military, I would probably put it pawn. So I mean, if you re, if we scale it down like to something more more municipal, maybe um, it, it's almost the difference between like a beat cop and a specialized detective, and essentially um, the mentality that you and Curbo have to employ um, in, in your particular niche of the theater. Um, is such that it would be uh, mutually exclusive um, to be able to think of yourself as a pawn. Um, and I, would, I, would love, I would love for an infantryman to be here to to speak that case. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to unfairly represent the infantry. No, I hear you. you don't want to believe they are gorgeous. The infantry guys, they do their job, you know, right and. But but if 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 you ever had sort of the mentality um, um, of of having the blinders on and going you know just kind of uh, following direct linear linear orders, then you would you would never be able to be no, in, that's, in that's, the, well. In, first off, first off, let me let me let me let me challenge that right there immediately. There's well, something incredibly special. There's something incredibly special about the U.S. military. That is, it does not exist within the other militaries of the world. The reason why, I fully believe this, the reason why we are, we are the best military in the world is very little to do with our technological superiority. It has absolutely everything to do with this very special word that is drilled into us from the minute we joined the basic training. I don't care whether whether you're whether you're the Marine to the Air Force, I mean, whatever you are, Coast Guard, it's it is commander's intent. On if you shoot, if you if we have a sniper and our sniper shoots out uh, a captain of the Soviets, they're done. They don't understand what to do. The traditional the traditional role of military, of of just traditional infantry when their officers are sniped out from one of them is to hold their ground and wait for orders. That is their mission. The US military operates slightly differently. The US military understands commander's intent. I know exactly every time I go out on a mission I know exactly what my orders are. Not only that, but I know what my commander's orders are. I then know his commander's order and his commander's order all the way up to the president. I'm aware of those as I move out. And a good unit, whether they are infantry or otherwise, does that. So if you cut the head off the U.S. Army snake, a hundred heads grow. We we continue to operate. 
you can snipe our lieutenants, and we don't give a shit. I mean, we're sad that we lost the right. lieutenant, but we, well, we continue. We Charlie and I, we continue mission. Hey, hey, that's now. the reason why we. That's the reason. That right there, single first and foremost, is the reason why we're the most effective military in the world, regardless of everything else. We got lucky because we fucking figured that out before everybody else. Okay, now here. The, re- the rest comes from that. Bringing it back to to uh, that that film, um, American Sniper. I I thought um, that one of the definitely one thing that that um, has has uh, you know made me look at the military direction when I was when I was a young buck and of age um, sure. a couple times um, is uh, and, and you know I think one thing that that's both very real about about the military and war and also um and because it's real it's easily exploitable um is uh is is the sense of of uh camaraderie um uh and fraternity and and brotherhood absolutely now absolutely uh, and and i like i think that's that's probably um, one of the we the, we leave no man behind. In fact, if I if I were to die on a if I were to die on a battlefield, I know absolutely that my country and my people would would we would we would burn three soldiers just getting my body back. Now and now, should and and should I be the soldier that is around when another soldier goes down? I will burn myself getting his body back. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's, it's unequivocal. Now, Curvo, do you agree with that? Yeah, well, what I was going to say was real quick. Uh, this is Curvo. Inform them just how absolutely unequivocal that is. Yeah, hold on. Well, I was going to say, just to show me the voice of Michelle thought, uh, just to follow up what John was saying about the uh, executing in the absence of orders, a good scene for, if you want to communicate this to the American public, is the scene in the movie The Patriot. They show this with some training where just to convey the idea. Remember the scene when Mel Gibson and his kids ambush the Brits and they all freak out because you take out the officers, they're dead? Like, yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's a pop culture example that can resonate with a lot of people. And the thing is that infantry, if I can say this, and I'm sort of putting my neck out saying this, I, I love infantry. They are very, they're actually very smart and professional when it comes to doing their job. When they're in the bar drinking beer, chasing girls, not as, not as smart, but they're great because they are some of the best people. They really are. And I think we under, undercredit them with how much uh, detail and attention to detail and smarts goes into being infantry. It's actually a lot of stuff. This is way overcomplicated for fucking civilians. No, no, I'm just Listen, saying. long and short, we long never short. leave a soldier behind. We never Absolutely. do. We will, the, the minute that we can fucking identify that a soldier is at the base, what we do is we go into fucking, absolute fucking panic mode. And we send out God in hell to find them. Period. Yeah, you do not get you do not get an American soldier's body. You do not. Right. Period. Period. End of story. The only only time they ever did 
was fucking Bergdahl, and he defected. Yo, but I mean, well, I want to add this to you. Know, like, the crazy thing is, I mean, Bergdahl. Hold on, hold on, John. Let's see, so, let's see what the fucking well, well, is. Well, I'll yeah, just yeah, make a quick yeah, point and turn it over to John, and this is more of a question, yeah. but... Um, I, I mean, even with Bergdahl... I don't know if you can tell, we're both named John. You're going to have yeah. to... I'll turn it over to Kerbo, but with Bergdahl, he defected, his his fellow soldiers suspected that he defected, and even so, they still looked for him to the point where it put the whole platoon at detriment, and they even lost Absolutely. Two, two, maybe five soldiers. So, um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Where, where, that every time. Go ahead, Kerbo. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah sure. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. So I think you're, um, I think um, a good way to, I was going to say, the, the thing about loyalty is really hard to communicate. I'm interested in how do you communicate this to the public. And the reason is that, for example, American Sniper, I think, is a great translation. If I'm speaking Arabic or Farsi or other languages, and you're speaking Greek or English. By the Arabic, way, John's a savant so, of languages. This homeboy speaks pretty much every language on the planet. I wish I really do. But the thing is, you need a, a translator. I think the movie. And the thing is, I'm a little embarrassed. I haven't yet seen American Sniper. It takes a lot of energy. It's labor intensive for me to watch a long movie. Blackout Down is one of my favorites. I haven't seen it in ten years. But I, you know, it's, but that said, I, from what I understand, a movie like that is a translation between the military and the American public. In other words, it conveys to the American public what it means about loyalty and support for soldiers and why you bond under, you know, for example, if someone is a problem with politics and war and all that, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I respect that. I tell people, watch the movie Black Hawk Down. It's not perfectly accurate to what happened in Somalia. I've had friends that are in Somalia, but it is actually a very good movie. Black Hawk Down, really, the, the main point is that people fight for the person next to them. And, and, and translating this for I the think American that's probably public right. is huge. And American Cypher, from what I've from what I've read and heard, is a really good job at doing that. And I kudos I to Bradley Cooper and anyone right. who's Clint Eastwood and Spielberg, whatever. The movie help, is not a pro-war. It's nothing to do with politics. It is about what soldiers go through, what veterans go through, what you know, and, and fighting yeah, for the. Yeah, Kermit would take a bullet for me in a heartbeat. I'd take a bullet for him yeah. in a heartbeat. Like it's it's that's just how it is. Now I, um, I I heard um, when WVU uh, introduced I heard introduced uh, you to me Curvo um, I heard in your role you did something with cognitive something something Oh, oh Jesus Christ I'm just gonna hang up now It's the rest of the night Wait what's going on Please don't do this No relax We're trying to relax dude and, All right Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna time, I'm gonna time you, Kerbo. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. What was the question? Let's see, let's see how much time you spend. Roger that. Go. No, no, no. I was saying I, I do cognitive science, social science, understanding human behaviors, and making it useful to solve problems. There you go. Bam. What was my time? Yeah, that was seconds. a very concise awesome. record. Dude, that's that is. Uh, so it's. I mean, is it is it military psychology? What's John Kerbo, here's what it is. John Kerbo is part of, so both of us were at some point also U.S. military contractors. We actually know the military industrial complex fairly well. It's one of the reasons why I am who I am. Um, and I fight against the military industrial complex. John Kerbo and myself 
have worked within that very scary specialized world. Uh, we understand the strengths and weaknesses of it. John Carbello works in, this, in an area very close to the same way that I work. We work in sister programs, him and I did, within the contracting world. So this, this, gets, this gets scary quickly. So fucking go ahead. What do you, what's your question? Well, yeah. well I, I mean, my, my, my question was just uh, that, that uh, you must, Kerbo, you must be a pretty smart dude. Um, speaking multiple languages is real. Um, that's a right. great. John, how many languages do you speak, buddy? Well, well, this is a difficult conversation to have. Uh, and that's kind of the Arabic, Kambodge, fucking. I speak a few fluent, a few semi fluent, a few crappy, Urdu, Hindi. Stop, stop. Uh, you, don't do, you don't do fucking. You don't fucking I, I don't, take us through I, I the list of the actual number. languages and inform me of how many. <laughs> seven, well, seven, I think. No, seven? That's as many as that count? It's hard to say. I'm working on, I'm working on writing a book about, about language and travel and culture. It's like five or six that are deep, pretty good to be, you know. Maybe a few more, like three or four. So a total of eight, but I mean, once again, you're You realize this rough. whole conversation is being recorded is going to be fucking on Yeah, I do, do, do. Uh, um, Oh, yeah, but where uh, are the dates? So, uh, but I could be, if you right. Google Army Veteran and Languages, if you Google those three words, you see me talking. There's no subtitles uploaded to this YouTube video, but it, 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 it ranges from... Before they target me, buddy. It Dude, ranges from cool speaking shit, good to man. speaking crappy. I mean, I, I, it's, a, it's a spectrum. I don't claim to speak all these languages, you know, fully or well. Uh, it's very hard to quantify, you know, it's very difficult. Um, the main thing I'm interested in is how to make understanding human behavior more accessible to... He has about five to, languages fluent that I'm aware of. But is it, is it now, uh, you know, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but is it to understand human behavior to, right. to make more exploitable? Yes, well, yes, well, yes, yes. Well, let me let me let me let me clarify. Um, I think just to subdivide. John, hold on, hold on. I hear him talking, but I don't. But I don't hear him on my phone. Did Did somebody mute him? Can you Can you hear me? John, oh, I hear. Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. Okay, go. Cool. Well, I miss it. For example, um, I mean, I look at behavioral science for a lot of different uh, applications. Um, a big one is is how to make it accessible to soldiers so they can understand why someone plants an ID how to negotiate with the tribal elder, why Taliban are the way they are, and the different shades of Taliban, like 50 shades of gray. Okay, you have 50 shades of Taliban. People aren't all the same. And this can save lives. This is literally like making behavioral science more accessible to soldiers or even to our political decision makers is no less important than making physical science accessible to kids through, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy. This or ultimately boils down here. And John, tell me about science more definitions of what is portable to you. Hold on, hold on. Hey, Jimmy, you, hold on. But also bring it down to the level, you know, so that soldiers can relate to it, understand it, because they don't have time. It's not that soldiers are smart. They are, but they don't have time during a, during a war to understand all the anthropological nuances of why People, Afghans are corrupt, or why Iraqis are tribal, and things like that. If you can explain this in a way that's useful, operationally relevant, and, and can save lives or at least make right. their mission easier, that is so yeah, valuable. You're on, you're on like think tank level, level, dog. Understand it myself. So my mission is absolutely very useful. And that is a really worthy, you know, cause. Is this the reading rainbow for the battlefield? If that's it, it is, and then again to be the devil's advocate. I mean, you're, you, you know, right. you're on, you, you are, you're on like the, a think tank level. 
Um, I, I'm corresponding so with Jason. So is he. And, but, and once again, I can well, we both, we both been tactical. So we both been, oh, we both been tactical. The think tank, hold on, I want to, I want to challenge the think tank level thing. While we're well, currently at think tank, we've both been tactical soldiers. We've both been tactical soldiers in different ways. Um, we've both been tactical. So I don't want to, I don't want to take that away from us. We've both been shot at and so, blown no, up. We both fucking deserve that. I didn't mean that in a disparaging way, like, you know, armchair soldiers. No, I just, I just meant like at, at this level. I mean, you're, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, um, your, your combat days yeah, are. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't plan on getting shot at any time soon. And frankly, I'm not going to. Be at shot least your Twitter combat days are over. Uh, I'll give you guys an example why behavior science is so important. There's a movie called Restrepo about these these outposts and uh, it's a great movie. Restrepo, Restrepo is a great why, You know, settle down, John. Did a really good job responding to this terrible situation they were in. You need need to find an appropriate place where your microphone exists between I can't hear you and you're sucking the dick of your microphone. Can you, where, where am I about? Can you hear me now? Yeah, there. I can hear you. I just need, I just need Kerbo to fucking find a middle ground. Right, that thing, Mugula Strepo, exemplifies why behavior science is important. These guys do a great job. You're hard to hear because you sound like you're sucking the dick of your microphone. Well, why, but no, I, 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 I got you. Re, right, Restrepo is a case study because... Um, and there were so many variables to that, right? Those guys were isolated. Uh, they were in like a, a topographically, uh, you know, sort of uh, very um, susceptible area. Uh, they were literally on rock. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a crazy documentary. Um, and I and and I could see that now. But at the same time, like that was sort of a failure of their higher ups, right? To 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 not see uh, the precarious nature of of that outpost. And, Which war and are we talking about? Restrepo, the that documentary, where literally those cats are like on a piece of rock yeah. in the fucking mountains of Afghanistan. I, I agree with your last statement, yeah. by the way. Ah, uh, John, Restrepo, Restrepo needed to happen. Restrepo was going to happen regardless. Thank you, man. They put those cats on a precipice. They put them on like a little fucking... A Flintstones island of rock, and and they just let them get rained. Yeah, of down. course. Yeah. This is all, all, all the way up, all the way up. You're true. dead. You're dead right. All the way up. You're fucking dead to rights. Absolutely. I would love to. I would love to send a fucking that fucking AO deserves a battalion or brigade level operation. That AO but, clearly deserves a battalion brigade level operation. They sent a company. That was a joke. The company but could not hold that ground. The company held that gun as best as they could, and that's why we have the movie we have. Um, it's, it's, that's essentially incontroversial. That's that's very common sense. Battalion or brigade level ground to hold. They just they were just were not enough troops. There was not enough willpower with the U.S. with the American people to put that many troops on the ground. Yet they still wanted us to hold it, so we held it. And not we, like, I wasn't there. I wasn't in Restepo. But, yeah, but I no, know the soldiers mean, fucking I mean, held their I mean, ground, and they fucking did their job the way they were supposed to do. Dude, those guys were fucking beasts, man. That If you haven't seen Restrepo, 
And and there's a Restrepo too out. I haven't seen that. But if you haven't seen Restrepo, um, you know, we're, talking, we're talking about uh, John Adams will watch it. We'll watch it. Oh, of course. But uh, an American Sniper, like I mean, if the, the movie to watch first is definitely Restrepo, and it's on Netflix. Um, we we. Uh, we we so, we either both watch Estrepo or we fucking know it already intrinsically. All right, so so let's can we switch gears here real quick? Like let's talk about the future. Of, of yeah, Earth. yeah, definitely, man. And what do you, in my thoughts on on ISIL? Um, uh, I I asked Islamic State. You got it. Uh, um, is that it's more of a gang or like a cartel? Um, than a religious movement, um, and, and why well, both? Yeah, you know, but the, yeah. you the, said you you probably heard the sigh from both of us as you did that. And, and but the fact of the matter is that you know uh, it's made up of, I mean, a large number of uh, Western. Uh, oh, I got this. Of Western thugs. You know, Western um, uh, sons of of immigrants to Western uh, countries like England, Germany, Ireland, Australia. Wrong, 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 wrong. No, it's a good question. It's a very, you know. So, so, but, you know. John, that I had this. Oh yeah, have, no, you do, you do, man. I'm just saying it's a good question they're asking. It's let, 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 let me take this. Let yeah. me take this. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, man. Have criminal records, and um, they're so ripe for for the picking. So, I mean, just in my own opinion, to look at ISIS um, as a as a religious. You're looking at you're looking at the Western centric douchebag point of view. You look no. at it from you look at it from the centric position of a SUNY homeboy that lives in that AO. That's how you need to look at it. List. Here's what happened. The the SUNYs were top shit in Iraq for quite a number of years under Saddam Hussein. They were quite happy being top shit in Iraq under Saddam Hussein for a number of years. The U.S. government came in fucking toppled Saddam Hussein through the blood war and treasure that was that fucking thing. And then we instituted this thing with with maybe some sort of fucking Western blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was bullshit. Um, anyway, we decided there was going to be democracy. Hooray, democracy Iraq. Guess yeah. what happens in democracy of Iraq? Well, two-thirds of the country of Iraq is Shia. One, sorry, not not exactly one of the country of Iraq, because I have to give some smidge room for the for the Kurds up there. But uh, but a particular minority, a significant minority, is Sunni and Kurd. Now they are voting along ethnic lines, not the same way that we vote, but they're voting along ethnic lines. Now for quite a while, and I was there when they did it. Motherfuckers voted along lines, and the Sunni just decided that this was entirely bullshit, and just decided not to vote. I believe it's the same thing when John was there a couple of years earlier, right, John? Yeah, I was, I was there. Um, well, 
my second point was Ohio was sex, and we were looking to set the stage for how this was going to play out. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of factors that he's – it was the human terrain that played a big part in this, and being marginalized has human consequences like the way things have turned out. So, so Ken, anyway, I, uh, so here's so, what happens. Go ahead. So, Kerbo, I, I mean, essentially, it, I mean, the – the West, the United States, and, and its uh, allies have played the uh, have, I mean, have played the divide and conquer card um, again to like perfection with the sectarian uh, divide between the Shias and the Sunnis. Well, uh, well actually, what you said was is a good question. Um, Saddam played this divide and conquer card. Um, in Iraq for a long time. What we and once again, I can't speak to what. Go ahead, you John. Know. By the way, John, the organization that blew me up the most was Shia. Right. No, I understand. I'm saying the um, my understanding from being at some of the top levels of planning or working with how to understand the you know, psychological behavioral terrain here was is that we were working to understand why, how the tribes could better work together to fight Al-Qaeda. You know, it's like Predator. The enemy and my enemy is my friend. You know, alien and Predator, you know, they don't like each other, and then you have the humans, and it's like, hey, you don't like me, but I'm not as bad as your enemy. So I talked about this for hours, but to sum it up, you know, divide and conquer, the, the psychological dynamic there is, is the same yeah, please, John, please, please explain the entire U.S. Right. position in two, in two minutes. Yeah, right, it's, right, right. It's, it's tribal, it's tribal dynamics. Uh, we're we looking get... at how can we defeat al-Qaeda and how can we understand the Sunni tribal dynamics and why the Shias are being marginalized. I mean, it's a complicated... And in case anybody was confused, we failed at defeating al-Qaeda because yeah. al-Qaeda um, is it's like drunken football, or in, in you know, I don't know if you feel about the, you know, last game, but just sort of, yeah. Dallas, right? go ahead, brother. Uh, okay, so we have somebody else on the line. We have a certain oh, really? someone that is a lot of fun uh, to listen to, and his name is... Yes. Bradley Cooper? It's Shadow oh, DXS. Yes. <laughs> Shadow, Shadow DXS? DXS? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, before all this happens, let me give a fucking... Yes. Kerbo, Kerbo here has no idea what happened. Max. Kerbo. Uh, Essentially, a whole fuck ton of people are going to be invited on. They're going to ask yes. you questions. Some of them are going to be very serious. Some of them are going to be trollish. So get your oh, fucking like comedy cool. hat on and relax. Bro, he does not know us. He does not know us at all. Comedy had it on. I've heard my last name folks more times in grade school. So, yeah, um, my comedy had it on. All right. Anyway, I gave him the fair warning. Send send, send on the fucking Legion. Let's go. Dear God, what is this? Hi. Nothing. Before, but before the before the onslaught, if it comes, Kerbo, uh... You're a great guest, and and you have a lot of big incredible information. So thanks for coming oh, on. Yeah, man, you I appreciate you. Uncut cocks. Shadow, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, buddy? I have no idea who the fuck time. you are, but it's 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 uh, WV soldier. Love you, long time. Oh, this... God damn it! I can't get away from you, man. You're a hard motherfucker to get. 
said. So, uh, love you a long we time. We're, 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 we're essentially connected at the hip, and it's a very tough hip to get away from. Love you. Yeah. So uh, who, who are we disrespecting tonight? Is it the Arabs or what? Well, can we start disrespecting somebody somebody new because they didn't show up? Uh, and and he the reason and this may may titillate you all. Uh, the reason he said he wouldn't show up is because you guys were all in Reaper sex. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with Reaper? Nobody got a problem with Reaper sex. He can suck my left nut, make my right one fruity. You gotta get. I like individuals who think I'm part of Reaper, Reaper sex. Really. Wrong person really to fucking complain about Reaper sex too. I mean, fuck you, Vert. You've never even been to Reaper sex. That's why, that's, why Ron, that's why Ron didn't show up. And Wait, Ron Ren? Yeah. Oh, no, Dude, Ron hates me. That's why he's here. Shadow, check out my timeline. I can't speak on behalf of ReaperSec personally, but I know for a fact nobody in ReaperSec gives two shits and a flying good fuck about Ron fucking Bren. That dude doesn't even matter to a fucking hobo blogger. The dude cries about every fucking thing. Just the fact that he wants attention. Fuck that nigga. Ron's, Ron's annoying. That's, that's all Ron is. One is he ever been anything but. He used to be a fucking legitimate journalist. He isn't. He wants attention, man. If Rebel, if Rebel's still around, I'd love, does anybody know it? What does Ron do for a living? He sucks dick for money. I believe I believe that I believe that he's an unemployed blogger in the New York City area. You guys I'm actually I've actually tried to hang out with him. I've been to New York City area. I'm, you guys are about I'm currently in New York. Oh, What's sorry, that? never mind. You know how much penis is in New York, dear God? You can make so much money, especially if you a faggot like Ron Bryn, fucking blogging about fucking brown. Shadow, you know me. I did my I did my best. Shadow, bro, you know me. I did my best to try to talk it out with him. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. Dude, we can have a debate about Ron without Ron. Fuck Ron. We can we can have some fun with this shit. I I imagine as soon as I get back to the computer, I'm gonna find out that he's been talking so much shit about me this entire time. Was I had no I had no knowledge about any of this and no, uh, he, he I was I'm a stolen valor asshole. That's all it is. Looking, you know, I was looking for uh, a, a guest who can who can talk about a lot of stuff, and Reb suggested Ron, and uh, he he is pretty good on the radio. So I was I was like, hell yeah, and um, look, <laughs> man. When Ron is sober and Ron isn't pissed off and Ron's not getting trolled, he can be a uh, a legitimate fucking guest to talk to. Sometimes. You know, if you can actually be coherent long enough to carry on a conversation. But the moment Ron gets flustered about anything at all, he instantly goes up. on the oh, being trolled and you're not a real smart person and I'm a real journalist and you gotta respect it to me because I'm special. So he, I mean, he defaults to ad hoc right quick. I mean, take Rebel's advice on his his fucking way of doing the show. If you're gonna have someone like fucking Ron Bren, Neil Rawhauser, or Cisco, you gotta have them as a dedicated guest with maybe a caller or two that asks a stupid question and then fucks off into the night. 
I mean, you can't That's risk right. bringing up one because it's the moment you do, it's going to be negative. <laughs> flustered against flustered. You know, I thought I thought Neil Rauhauser and Ron Brennan were the same people for like two years. Nah, dude, they used to be best fucking friends, and now they're like mortal fucking enemies. Like, you don't understand. Neil Rauhauser. Dude, don't, don't even go there, man. Really? I want to. You know I want to run that go down, Shadow? Go ahead, run that down. Go ahead. Look, man. Neil Rawhauser is the kind of person that loves to pretend like he has absolutely no interest in anything. But in reality, that motherfucker creates new things to have interest in for the sole fact. I mean, he created Just to a have fucking... interest in them. Come on, man. These, these are two people that aren't worth anybody's time. About don't, my don't, white you're just, you're just, you're, you're just assisting in the mythology of these two assholes. Yeah. Every every tweet that you make is a fucking story and a half. I could tweet the word, I don't know, fucking hairy vagina, and they would fucking just assume psychops or psyops, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, lore, fucking got to Maltigo the shit out of everything that Brandon Pike has ever fucking tweeted. If I tweet Ron Byer, Neil Rawhauser dash psyops, they will be there will be a hundred. Fucking charts out the next day about what the shit I'm talking about, and evidence that I'm fucking colluding with something about somebody for some reason. Fuck it. You know, let those people, people, people fucking rot in obscurity. They aren't worth your attention. I, I'm I, I'm telling you right now, man. I've been around the block a couple times, man. If not one, one or both of those motherfuckers aren't feds. I'll fucking eat a dick. I swear to God, man. <laughs> hey, hold up, because now I've Your got answer is Neil. Your answer is Neil. By the way, the fats wouldn't pay, wouldn't pay a fucking lick of attention to a Ron Byrne, as you say. No, Fuck no the feds wouldn't. Your answer is Neil, not Ron. Which one gets The feds are not going to pay attention to him. Dude, those guys get loaded, man. Rebel had them on a couple times. Uh, for like a long haul show, man. By the end of the show, both of them were fucked up. <laughs> you, you, you can't leave the two of them in the same fucking room. They will implode. One of them will turn into an anus, and the other one will be a sloppy fucking cock. And they're going to try to have peace with each other because they're over the internet. And they're going to take out all that sexual frustration out on Twitter, and they're going to multigo the fuck out of My White Ninja again. For days, man. I'm talking circle charts, pie charts, graphs, some shit we ain't never seen before, fucking Venn diagrams. All about the fact that hairy vaginas is a serious fucking code word. I'm oh, telling you. Sure. You realize that now I have to inform my side buddy what the shit you guys are talking about. Uh, there's nothing like a good Venn diagram. It really, it really get me off, man. It's just, you know, it's just me. That's, that's, just, that's Kerbal talking. You ever so, see a hey, Venn diagram? Oh, I love Kerbal, how do you feel about everything we're talking about right now? Um, I think it needs to go through a regression analysis, and then we'll come out with the same result of just being oh, fundamentally arousing. I think we talk about amazing. I encourage you to keep going. <laughs> this is, this is awesome. What you know? One of my, one of my really good friends. 
uh, from growing up is uh, an industrial psychologist, man. You guys would fucking have a hell of a dinner conversation. Uh, You're right. Like, 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 essentially, Harry, going back to uh, Restrepo, like, essentially, um, and again, with all due respect, is your is is the goal of your job to make those soldiers up there on that pinnacle stable enough to maintain that outpost, or is it to adjust the military to not put those soldiers out there on that outpost? Negative. Our job is never to not put our soldiers out there. Our right. job, our job is quite literally this. I can, I can give you the military definition of our job, of the military definition of what we do. In fact, I think so many of you heard me sway, say that our job is to persuade, change, and influence, blah, 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 that all that, all that Kerbo here say it, and I have not prompted him. Kerbo, what is the mission of psychological operations? Oh, so you Starting with persuade, change, and influence, blah, blah, blah. Go. Uh, you're putting me on the spot here. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to give the book definition. The hearts and minds. I mean, yeah, persuade, change, blah, 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 in line with your subjectives, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's to understand the... the you Anyway, the, 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 the U.S. military definition of PSYOP is persuade, change, and influence the hearts and minds, the hearts and minds of, you, of foreign nationals to meet U.S. objectives. You goddamn worthless PSYOP are you. You should know your own definition. I think there's better ways... Oh, look at me. Yeah, I know about psychological operations. I'm important. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> right? No, I'm I'm shitting on him because he's getting ready to train soldiers in PSYOP this weekend. <laughs> he doesn't know the fucking mission of PSYOP, you worthless hey, motherfucker. Hey, guys, I, I, know, know, so I, don't, I oh, don't know God. what the definition of PSYOP is. I'm an innocent human being. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, who's speaking? Yeah, I'm no, I was saying I'm I'm innocent, man. I don't know anything about psychological operations, Danny Mina tactics, or anything like that, man. You're heavily heavily stigmatized, and, and I understand that. I think a good thing to focus on, you know, not to the topic of psychological operations, but you focus on is that there is a real human dimension in reality to the battlefield that we can't ignore, even. The most visceral anti-war elements of our society, of the, the conversational, you know, the the sphere of discourse, will will tell you that. But there the, are, but John, but John, the, the even John, so even the most worthless society, even even the most worthless people are not even they they are out of our purview. You and I are not authorized to target anybody who's American. Because our mission statement is persuasion and influence the hearts and minds of foreign nationals to meet U.S. objectives. We do not. I'm from Mexico. Not influence the I'm from Mexico. <laughs> so it's, important, it's important to caveat that. Would that include something like the Twitter effort in Cuba? Sure. Why not? Why not, right? Like, that shit, I think that works. So is persona management? Like, well, let's, well, hold on. Let's, let's break it down for a second. When it comes, when it comes down to, 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 what, to what is PSYOP and what is, and what is influence, this is how that, how that breaks down, right? 
You and I have already decided everything, Sayop, in our little inside joke on Twitter. Yeah, everything. Everything, everything is Sayop. No, 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 no. Because if that's the case, that means that I'm a Sayop, and I'm, I, I, as a fat person, I refuse to be a Sayop. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, um. So here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is when it comes to when it comes to setup. And actually, like this is important for kind of the community to know a little bit. Uh, it is actually 100% like criminally illegal. Like fucking stand me in front of Congress, illegal. I, I, like, it's a congressional oversight. If we are caught targeting civilians, we are not allowed to. We are absolutely well, 100% million percent allowed Only to. if you're caught. They're but what is death or going to prison? Anytime the there's a hint of it, anytime there's a hint of it, it is, it is come up. Hey. We are, no, we, are fucking, we as a community are, a are frankly terrified. To be honest, the reason why, hold on, hold on. The reason why like groups like ISIS are allowed to fucking operate online and we are fucking dragging our feet online. We as in the community, like what I do on my own is, is fucking me on my own. But what psyoperators do as a community, the reason why that isn't is absolutely fucking pictures? happening is because we're so we are so motherfucking afraid of running really good counter propaganda campaigns against ISIS. Because you motherfuckers in America might see us running it, and that would be counter-propaganda that you see, which then puts us before Congress. We're not authorized to do that. We are Bullshit. We need to get not the military authorized. That's the reason. We need to get no. the military well, fucking full well, power. I am telling you 100% the reason why you do not see. Stop talking. The reason why you do not see. I'm an American. You fight right you fight for the reason you why you do not see sustained propaganda campaigns against ISIS. The reason why you don't see U.S. sustained propaganda campaigns against ISIS right now are because we are not authorized. We are not authorized because you might see it, and that might offend your eyes. It is absolutely we don't need to get too far down this rabbit hole. But hold on, hold on. But they did have one going. Dude, oh, my hands are tied there, there, there in there a lot of different ways. There was a targeted anti-ISIS social You're media uh, um, little military yeah. ongoing. And, but you're right. But then when it was uh, exposed, it did offend uh, American civilian sensibilities and they had to shut it down. Um, but I, I think the way that, that, that um, our apparatus exercises... Um, shut off, shut off. I'll pull up. I'll pull up. Nick, I ain't even talking to you. I'm not even looking at the phone right now. Shut the fuck up. Just talk about your psyops, crazy fucking nut job. <laughs> oh, fuck you. I love you. You're a douchebag. Love you too. Now, uh, where, where's my bro job? What the fuck? You distracted. Hey, you guys, you guys, you guys really don't understand the reason why. The U.S. military psychological operations is not allowed. Before We're we get into anything else, um, call in six nine two nine one four eight zero. Please go on to the Skype call in. Uh, do whatever you guys need to right now, so then you guys can listen to overtime quickly. Go. You know what? You My know, balls are well, I want to hear you guys. Uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this uh, point. Come on. Um, 
is, is yeah. that it's interesting. Yeah. A lot of our a lot of our psyops, a lot of our theory. Um, we're gonna play a drinking uh, game. We're not allowed to mention on the radio. You have to take a shot of aspirin. You guys might see it. It's antifreeze. I meant to say antifreeze. Who's playing a Who's playing a uh, drinking game? We are. Every time psyops is mentioned on the radio, we gotta take a shot. Shadow, yeah. why Why are you fucking interrupting me every time I say it? <laughs> because we actually okay. didn't get the fucking you words out. Let me get the words out without you interrupting me. Can I get the words out without you interrupting me? You are going to put people in the hospital with saying that word. So yeah, what well, we're saying is true. It's a sensitive thing, uh, you know. Uh, but it's necessary because people say you got to understand human behavior in any case. So we have no choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not allowed. We're not allowed. We are criminally. As in, we go to prison. If we target, if we target, if we target online operations that U.S. that U.S. civilians could observe, we are not allowed to do it. This is uh, that's why same, you don't see U.S. psyop operations online. That goes the same German. Und für Spanien, sie haben gesagt, oder so. Es ist so wie auf Deutsch gesagt. Well, I, I mean, I think, gesagt, I think yeah. if you did see them online, then they would Gosh, be in a. I, John, I've got a serious question for you. If you're not allowed to do it, why do you guys still do it? Some of the worst numbers is on U.S. So it's a complicated, annoying topic. I mean, I, I think the better way to go about this is talk about human behavior. Military politics. Why this can be outside of the DOD. However, John, informed by like DOD. That's just my theory. All right. Shadow, when it comes to me specifically, I am not authorized I'm not authorized by the U.S. government to conduct psychological operations on Yes, I'm wondering of what you're not authorized to do. However, no, I'm wondering why it is that people like you still do it. Paper. Stop reading from that paper in front of you. Kerbo. But I've got a gun pointed at my head. No, yeah, go ahead. Go to Kerbo. Yeah, yeah. My friend Sean is like a junior Red Reddington, if you watch the blacklist. He's a... He's not talking about He doesn't do it here he, I don't know, I don't want to go into it It's it's complicated How deeply do you guys study uh, Edward Bernays? Who? Uh, what's that? Who? Who? The father Who? The father Who? Edward Bernays Who? Edward Bernays What do you mean a, a Bernays? Who? Uh, my, my answer is who? I've studied them zero because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he's worth it. <laughs> Edward, Edward Bernays is the father of uh, not only psychological operations, um, but no, also Madison Avenue and... Uh, yeah, I was going to say Madison Arthur, Avenue. You're talking about, you know, Goebbels borrowed it from, you know, and kind of back and forth, and then there's Madison, and then there's consumerism, no, no, no. communism, and a lot of rise from the same discourse about the, the human brain and stuff like that. Yeah, that's no, a very interesting far, conversation. For, the, the people are okay, entertaining appara- this idea that, Apparently, Kerbo studied them. Yeah, hold on. This idea that one of the most powerful things about hold on. today. I can't you know, hold on radio waves, man. They're not physical. liberal propaganda and conservative propaganda. It's actually all stems from the same umbrella, from the same hat. It is propaganda. Oh, uh, here comes the conspiracy theories. Everybody get your fucking tinfoil on. 
He isn't a conspiracy, though. This is a propaganda. No, no, not at all. On top of it, it's actually very sensible, corroborated by mainstream science. I'm not a conspiracy yeah, theorist at all. I look at facts and evidence and propaganda. Now, next you're right. Now, you tell me that the Earth is flat and the Jews did 9 11. You could ask Aristotle if you want to know. The Jews definitely did 9 11, and Kerbo is right. And if you haven't heard of Edward Bernays and you're in. Infosec or so, uh, social engineering. Oh, I will deny absolutely everything. He is definitely worth a Google. Um, he basically invented he doesn't exist. marketing, advertising, branding. No, 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 no. He didn't. No, no. He didn't exist. Don't look him up. Just be a good sheep. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> man, shut up. Fuck you guys. Listen to the shadow. Um. But getting getting back to one one thing we were talking about earlier with the camaraderie of the military and how um, and how that's both like a, you know um, a source of pride for you guys, but it's also a very like raw emotional exploitable. Uh, uh, absolutely exploitable. The enemy exploits it every day. We don't we don't mind that. Right on. Speak to that. Like, you don't mind because it's real. We will take the bodies of our soldiers home. If I get hit, John Kerbo will pull me out. If he gets hit, I will pull him out. We both know that about each other. We are all willing to go to war with each other. Fuck you. We We both know that about each other. Period. It's it's dead to rights true. It's dead to it's dead to rights true. It is it is it is unconditionally true for us. Right, and it's hard to explain this and, and beyond what he's saying. It really is true, and I think movies communicate this better than my words ever can. And that's why I, I, I think, appreciate I think, movies. To be like honest, the only thing movies have right to black out down. We will, we will fucking, we will fight and die to grab our wounded and our dead. Period. Yeah. End of sentence. I, well, I think we will fight and die. We will fight and die to grab our wounded and our dead. And I and don't I, care who you are. I don't care if you're. I don't care if it's a dead body on the battlefield. We will fight and die, and we will lose. We will lose soldiers to grab that body. And you know what? We are happy to do it because if that was my body on the battlefield, I know full fucking well because that's the rest of us to do it for us. I I hate to sound cliche, but the movie 300 actually does convey this well, I thought. And I'm I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong, but that movie actually touches me and conveyed it really well. And I'll sound silly on the radio to say it. The movie 300 did a good job conveying this for for a film, I, I thought. We will, call in, we will call in hellish helicopters and airstrikes. We will call in hell. We will call in hell to grab a dead fucking body. We I mean, will. It's, and, it's and, like and a military power out right now with W well, soldiers on random bus. Here's, 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 here's part of it. As, as a soldier, here's part of it. I know full motherfucking well that if I fight my best and somebody snipes me out, I am not, and I'm, and I'm fucking, and I, and I'm the piece that's flailing in the wind. Let me tell you the job. It's hard for, it's hard to explain this thing. Um, see, I'm the piece that's out there, sort of, 
out of the security perimeter that is, is very obvious and like I'm I'm the I'm, I'm essentially the easy target. Is there a skinny if little bag hit? If I get if I get hit and fucking killed, I know what happens. I know what I know what happens next. No, you don't. don't you my killed. body you my body goes my hell. body goes back. Here's what here's here's you, shadow. I'm not even joking. Here's what happens next. That body goes back to America. Period. Yeah. End of but where does your soul go? Well, that's between me and my soul. There's not. There's not a. Uh, there's not a discussion. No, or, you, there's not a discussion you know for, what's gonna happen <laughs> after death, motherfuckers. Well, that's 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 between me and Jesus. It's got nothing to do with any of this. You mean all I know. Is, all I know is. All I know is, ain't nobody gonna fucking touch my body, but another American. Also, your your skin period and a discussion, <laughs> and that is that. By the way, is rather comforting. Yes, can you no American, no American gets left on the battlefield. Period, and that's a uh, that is a very good rally point. We will we will fight and die for American bodies, absolutely, and the enemy knows it. And we don't mind. We don't mind the enemy knows that. Yeah. We All right, can we change the damn subject? But now, God, you're rambling, dude. <laughs> What's that? You are rambling about the subject now. You made your point. We get it. Americans are going to touch you. Let's move on. <laughs> Fuck. Right, you're right, buddy. I mean, shit. <sighs> How much you had a drink tonight, man? Just have to hang out with you, bro. Drink. He drinks Sprite and he's uh, alcohol free. He's alcohol. Wait, WV okay. soldier is alcohol free. I'm I'm totally kidding. Just kidding. Hashtag being funny. Dude, you almost gave me a fucking heart attack. I thought hell froze the fuck over. <laughs> but I ain't never seen that dude without an alcoholic beverage in his hand. I don't give a shit if it's ten o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, afternoon, morning, whatever. Well, he earns that right. He's a great drinking buddy, and he works his butt off, and he, he earns that right. Oh, so no. I'm sorry, but I understand. Me and Shedda go way back, and he alcohol. isn't lying. <laughs> that motherfucker sweats fucking vodka, man. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> Sweating 80 proof. Fuck yeah. You, you should see him P.P. Like, he wrestled on my fucking bed at the hotel during DEFCON, and I swear to God, he just, he just like, fucking permeates fucking, at least fucking mighty proof. I mean, that's, <laughs> good. that's good. I've been there to have some fun. Hey, when is DEFCON this year? Or when is it? It's August, man. First week it's always August. August. It's always August. You got some time. Yeah, I got some First time. weekend of August, which will be, wait one second. It's like it the sixth through like, after July, I think. Yeah, like the sixth <laughs> through the ninth. Yeah, so yeah, six new, ho- right. new hotel, the new hotel is place. I we have to adjust yes, for that. that. So get in early. Here. You can show I'd, up. The, you can show up the show. Show. You're gonna now. get fucking donkey punched in the nutsack. <laughs> Me? No, I'm saying if you show up at the Rio Hotel this year expecting to go to DevCon, you're gonna get donkey punched in the nutsack. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, hey, Dallas. Donkey punched in the nutsack. I was going to say, Dad. 
Where am I yeah, at? It's like a donkey kick, but a lot worse because it involves your balls. <laughs> let me do a cut analysis on that, man. You know, oh, hey, you, you can run the numbers all you want, homie. It's still your balls. It's still gonna hurt. You mean, hey, hey, Shadow, where's the uh, what's the hotel is this could be at again? It's the Paris Valley. Actually, you know what? I should tell you that it's gonna be at a gay bar. Oh fuck you! I've already been to the Excalibur. I bet you have. <laughs> I'm actually not supposed to tell anybody about the trap you hung out with. My bad. It, it, oh. So, oh. All right, fine. I'll see you at that time. I'll fucking figure it out anyway. So Jerk. what mobile? Mo- it is Paris and Valley, you dumbass. Look it up. Go to DefCon.org. It's Paris and Valley's hotel. The, I mean, the military is using Android, right, as an operating system in the field? Hell no. They're using fucking old wired phones and shit. They won't let me fuck come near Did the you met the military? Yeah, no. Don't worry. A lot of us are... No, they don't use smartphones in the military. Yeah. They, the people that are in the military are allowed to have a smartphone, but as far as, any, as, as far as communication goes on the field, I highly doubt they're using anything above the year 2005. Unless it's a BlackBerry on the field, in the field you're dead right. Good point. Right. It, could, it, it, could, it could be a BlackBerry. Dude, I, I'm telling you right now. I, you're I you're actually phone. fucking really I, close to dead right. I, I know my phones very well. I highly doubt that the United States military would ever rely on conventional grade equipment that the populace at large uses on a regular basis, where exploits and vulnerabilities are. Flying off. I mean, people tell you that iOS is secure. They're full of shit. People tell you Windows Mobile is secure. You know they're full of shit. And I'll be the first one to tell you Android is by far the most vulnerable operating system in the fucking world that you can and shove you in your pocket. And I mean, you you can make it secure. Don't get me wrong. But if anybody tells you that, oh yeah, I, I can hack into the military's Android device, just don't even talk to them. Don't even talk to them. I'm serious. That's probably correct. Yeah, I mean, but couldn't they use like a Linux, like a off, like a off branch of of uh, Android that was the more secure? What the fuck do you think Android is? It is Linux. Yeah. Go but into I mean, your phone. Go into the settings. Go into the section that says about phone, and you will yeah, see yeah, yeah, a yeah, Linux no, kernel in there. This is become a conversation about what Linux is. I no, feel I, like John I, and I, I no longer exist here. I don't know. I know Android is Linux, but but could, I mean, couldn't the mill? I mean, we are we are going to speak to the specific systems that are being operated in the field. Here's the thing, dude. Okay, check this out. Linux is a fully open source platform. That means that anybody like Jahar and his brother Muhammad could download and use this shit. Yeah, but the World you Bank is using it. The, the the CFR is using it. The fucking you know, like a lot of a lot of government entities are using Linux now. And a lot I mean, of government entities are getting popped up right, aren't they? Thank you, these Kerbo and I are moving positions so wild. We love you all. We need to uh, we need to exit right now. Fox, love um, you guys. Sweet dreams. Yeah, a friend of mine is. John, in, tell him goodbye in like a hundred different languages. I'll tell you goodbye, but uh, now I want you to look into an Afghan friend of mine. His name is Asman Ramzai, Asman Ramzai, and another one, Balsaki Bakhart, and, and Khan Asrae Pallah. I want you to really look into these people. I don't know. I'll go to the hospital. 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 I'll go to the hosp
Yo, thank you guys so much, man. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. thank you very much. And, I appreciate it. Yeah, AW yeah. is great. You, and um, uh, Kerbo, it's great to meet you, man. You're you're an, a really interesting char- character. I'd love to talk to you more through your Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, thank you. Um, yeah, definitely follow up. Hey, and so I'll drag him around a little bit more. And as it goes, we'll see what happens. John, of course, to meet you. Off. I'll uh, talk to you later. Hey, stay safe, guys. Shout out to your Cheers, man. I love you, brother. Bye-bye. Yeah. So who and else awkward silence. Uh, me, uh, XUL, you, and then uh, then anti wait anti crisis got off. <coughs> I'm just over here dying. So, well, and I mean, like WVU still on. I mean, for the most part, WVU is a crackhead, and I hope he hears me say that. <laughs> like, I have no problem calling him a crackhead to his face. Yeah. Say what now? So X, I said you're a crackhead. You're a douchebag. What's up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. I, I can stop being a douchebag, but you are genuinely addicted to a substance that you need to seek help for. Happy to do it. <laughs> uh, so you, are you actually sorry? I, uh, I I I moved I moved Kerbo off of this. So uh, what's up? Not much, man. <laughs> I'm <clears throat> just over getting sick right now. It's like, tail into this shit. <clears throat> <clears throat> Fuck, man. Yeah. Okay, so what do you guys think about the the whole show as as a whole? How great, how good was it from you know from you guys' perspective? Say again. Um, I didn't I didn't listen to the entire show, so I'm gonna say it was about one and a half dicks. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious how does it work. Um, I, I'm super interested because I have a critical part of it. So I'm curious how it'll work. It sucks. Fucking don't invite me or my people on again. Uh, if it's but, interesting and it's awesome, I, think it I, can was invite, good. I can invite different types of soldiers on. That's sort of up to you guys. Yeah, I so, think we've uh, got a good sense, too, of... Oh. So, for instance, say for instance, two weeks from now, I give you guys like a scout sniper. Would that be fun? Yeah. Only if he responds. The only way it'd be fun is if I ask him the question, "What does he feel whenever he pulls the trigger and shoots dead in the surgeon?" And the only thing that he responds to is recoil. That is right. the only way to be Um. Yeah, that's sort of douchebaggery. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like the only it's the only appropriate response a sniper is to ever give. Well, I mean, we were t- we were we were initially going to speak. By the way, you set me up in such a way that I was uh, that I spent that I watched a movie I didn't want to watch. Um, was it Fifty Shades of Grey? It was Fifty Shades of Grey, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I just 
I like to be honest, dude. Like, let me tell you, let me tell you the fucking the real world fucking story, bro. I um was in a part of Baghdad in 2008. It was Brokeback Mountain. Knew it. Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> kid flipped the kid flipped the corner on me, and I dropped to a knee and and flipped the trigger, and and was at the squeeze point. And I didn't didn't squeeze an extra bit that fucking put the bullet through him. The reason why was because he was a fucking child. And and by the way, like I've been dealing with that for pretty much the rest of my life. Um, it's not funny, and it's sort of a thing that you kind of have to deal with. I'll tell you what, tomorrow I'll give you a brand new copy of Windows. You won't have this problem, right? So, Sorry, I was talking to my neighbor about her computer. You mean Tawny? You know, I can bring uh, I can bring I can bring some other veterans on if everybody's interested. Tawny's um, not my neighbor. Tawny's my girlfriend. We are gonna. We, it shouldn't be a regular thing. But if you want like a scout sniper, if you want like a, a seal dude, if you want a special operations dude, like we can we can bring those kids on, like people that I know. Nah, dude, I want it's gotta a drill be. I want you to bring a drill instructor on here. That would be hilarious. DI? Yeah, I, I absolutely have. I absolutely I, know exactly the DI to fucking bring on. I'm talking. Over. I'm talking like Lee Army style. Fucking just balls to the wall, old oh, school devil hog. Just yeah. I, I absolutely. I absolutely know the exact one. You want a drill instructor to bring on? I I know the exact yeah. one. I'm bringing I haven't on. talked to a drill instructor since I was in military school. Oh, the drill, the drill instructor school is hilarious. You'd love it. And so would everybody else. Like, Here's the thing. They, I love drill instructors. I think they, they're they're some of the most wow, incredible wow, people. They, they learn how to yell at trees. Like, to get through drill instructor school, Dude, you I, have hey, to hey, yell hey, at trees appropriately. I have seen a drill instructor yell at a tree so fucking loud the leaves shook off of the motherfucker, okay? So I know for <laughs> No, you don't understand. When I was in military school, dude, we didn't have a bunch of soft fucking DIs. No, these were retired Marines that hated children, and they specifically hated white children. And they were all black, <laughs> and there was majority of us that were white. And we Who's got talking right now? Shit. Huh? Who's talking right now? Shadow. Right. Go ahead. Keep going. So. When I was in military school, I was in uh, Bethel Boys Academy in Lucidale, Mississippi. This was in the sticks. Like, I mean, the true definition of bumfuck nowhere, Mississippi. Yeah. And these guys were old Korean fucking Marines that just, they were, they hated life. Everything. Just absolutely fucking everything. They hated it. Mm-hmm. And here we are, a bunch of undisciplined fucking kids that had problems with their mommies and daddies and didn't respect anything, and they got sent here by the courts and all this other shit. Dude, they PT'd the dog shit out of us. We didn't call it physical training. It was physical torture. I mean, we used to bend and fucking thrust until their nose started bleeding. It was that fucking bad. These motherfuckers no, would yell so fuck, They would yell so fucking hard and loud, my inner ear felt like it was going to fucking burst. I mean, dude, they yelled at an 11 year old so fucking hard he hit puberty. You understand? You're in good company. Yeah, of course. They can be the most terrible people in the world, but I tell you what, they are the only ones that can genuinely break you down 
until you are absolutely nothing, ready to quit, ready to die, and then build you back up into a fucking productive member of society. That's I have what their job is. I have seen them take That's the worst job. of the worst fucking kids who were sworn up and down to have ADHD or some bullshit fucking whatever, and they would just be savage with them. I mean, dude, drill instructors got my fucking respect to the end of the world, man. I mean, out of everybody in the military, they are the ones that build and condition the Really? Um, no, that's fine. I, I, I don't like. I, I. They are. They are. They. They have a respectable job. They do. Um, I they, wouldn't uh, be the end of the world. Military. They are the ones. Just before anything goes, um, if you want to press one, Glenn, uh, you can definitely come on uh, if you really want to. Um, we have about. Mm, I guess we have about <laughs> thirty minutes. Oh, okay. I've, I've got all the I've got all the respect in the world for a drill sergeant. Yeah, it's hard to know. Uh, my guy, if you put the if you put the big brown round on and fucking start yelling at me, I'll probably go to parade rest. Just they taught me everything that I fucking know. They taught me uh, discipline. They taught me fucking. They taught me to respect myself for one. I mean, before what? I went to military school, I was just this apologetic fucking. Mess. I mean, I was I would get in trouble, and then oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then no, they weren't tolerating that shit. They told me point I had no idea. You no fucked idea. up. You better own up to it, and you better wear it like you fucking meant it. And because of that, I have that attitude the rest of my life. You can't catch me on any bullshit. I'm the first one to own up to my fuck ups before you even get a chance to go. Oh, wait a minute, Shadow. Yep. Yep. And that's what one I fucking love. It's, one of the, it's, it's probably one of the reasons why you're as good as you are, and you've stuck around as long as you have. Yep. I mean, it's hard to break somebody who's already been broken. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And we didn't just have drill instructors from specifically the United States Marine Corps. They brought in people from the Army. They brought in <laughs> they brought in one dude from the Navy. We ran his ass off, though. <laughs> why would they not? Why would they not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, they, they gave everybody an opportunity. Okay. But yeah, uh, maybe he just he couldn't cut it. The first day he was there, he said something that just didn't sound right. You know, I think it was uh, instead of saying hoorah, he said hoo-ha. And we just kind of looked at him like, nigga, what the hell did you just say? And because we gave him flack, he goes, he goes to PT us. And instead of giving us, like, what we're used to for PT, he gives us this light pussy weight fucking PT. Give me five push-ups. What? Five push-ups? That's it. Shit. But no, we, we saw real quick that dude was weak. And I, I tell you, out of the all the drills... between the fucking branches. Huh? Yes, the difference is between the branches. It really is. I mean, I mean, we've had Army and Marine fucking... We even had a dude from Coast Guard. And yeah, that's good. Who has, who has a fine fucking thing, and I love the uh, I love the seals. They're great people. I mean, um, shit, dude. <laughs> I, I actually, remember. I actually have. I have, I have a good story that I, that Shadow will tell you fucking in the background about a about a um, about a very fucking cool ass Navy Seal. Not a Navy Seal, but a, sorry, a Navy comic camera guy who just fucking motherfucking badass. I, I I have I have a lot of respect for I have a lot of respect for 
for the movie, depending on where they're at. But yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I give the military guys that are on Twitter a lot of shit, but uh, I got a lot of respect for them. It's just I want to, to remind them that when they do come back home, that they are still just as human as the rest of us, and they deserve to be treated just like everybody else. I just, and, I don't oh, yeah. Have I ever expected anything of myself of you? No, and and you were one of the rare exceptions because there are a lot of people that will pull that card of how could you talk to a veteran that way because you still have oh, to squat to wipe right your ass. ass. You know, I don't want anybody to wipe my ass. Well, that's the thing, man. People like Archer would give me so much fucking shit over the fact that I wasn't kissing ass to these people. I respect them. I'm thankful for the fact that they serve for our country and that they're the very reason that I am afforded the privilege of freedom of speech. And I can say whatever the fuck I want. But at the same vein, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna patronize someone just because they were in the fucking military. No. I'm gonna treat them with the same level of respect. And to be honest, and to be honest I, everybody I fucking love you. I don't want you to go anywhere. We, we we probably we probably disagree on quite a bit, but I really enjoy disagreeing with you. That's the thing, though. Our differences brings us closer together. I mean, no matter no matter what we fucking butt heads over, we can have civilized fucking debates for weeks on shit. Well, I mean, well, you're well, you're and I civilized debates look like an uncivilized as the vast majority of human beings. When you and I are like, fuck you, faggot. I'm like, oh, fuck you, faggot. Exactly. I mean, that, that's just typical fucking dude jargon. I mean, we, we say that shit just because it's funny. I mean, I, I, I respect I your opinion. That's probably the most honest thing I've ever said. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much about it. <laughs> Did that really just get fucking... Mic'd out. I respect your opinion. You're a fucking. You're an interesting human being. I really enjoy your opinion. You're a fucking douchebag, and I hate you. I know. (laughs) That's the thing, dude. It's got to be one of those you love to hate me kind of things. Because I mean, you're you're one of two people. Either you are the person who doesn't want anything to do with me, and you don't want to associate with me. We have fun. Would you would you want it any other way? Would you want it any other way? From you specifically, no. No. Other uh, people specifically, no, absolutely. Maybe me. Yeah, absolutely not. If I if I were one or the other, I would be a faggot or a fucking fanboy. It wouldn't want me either way. I, I'd rather you be the faggot because I mean, you you give some amazing head. And, you know, I don't want you to change. <laughs> that's true. That's true if I'm not passed out while it's happening. Well, I mean, you almost lost your breath when you would shift me because we're on my mattress. So we would have really had some fun with you that God bless you, I will never let you live that down. You fucked up such a... That is not John. John, is that you? Did you learn how to fucking remind? There's no way. That is not. That is not Kerbo. No, there's no I don't think it's Kerbo, but I mean, like for the most part, I mean, like, I mean, I know that FCOD is still on. Um, if you're if you're still here, bud, uh, you can definitely talk. 
about the about the show. No, I'm just here. No, the uh, the thing is, one uh, bring everybody in, bring everybody, uh, bring everybody uh, the, the show in. Like, uh, yeah, me and me and Shannon go way, way, way back. Yeah, like what, 2010 um, almost, right? 2010, please. Could I, yeah. I ask you guys something real quick? I mean, uh, mainly Shadow, where did uh, the origin of Reaper Stack come from? I, I'm really fascinated it, between the No, right? you're not going to get, get that answer. <laughs> well, Go I, ahead. I, I, can, I can tell you what's publicly available, and that is it came originally from Channel Jester in 2600. The former operators of that yeah, channel... Um, they were the ones who looked after the Jester's channel, um, made it what it was, put up with all the trolls and the bullshit, and essentially when Jester left, they stayed there to keep it alive and to keep it clean and void of fucking stupidity. And I, was out during, I was out during these months. During these months, I was you transferring were, from Warzone to Warzone. You were, so you I really missed all of this. So basically, when Jester came back, um, he kind of spit in all of the operators' faces and basically said, I never needed you. I never asked you to stay here. Fuck you. You act like you make this shit fucking what it is. And here's the fucked up thing. They did everything in their power to assist the Jester in research and fucking finding out who certain targets were. Defending against anonymous lolsack, everybody that was coming in and fucking with Jesser, and and they and and, I, and by the way, my personal opinion is that he's dead right on this. What what you're saying is dead right, by my by my understanding. It is, and the only one that really stood by Jester throughout this entire ordeal was Mach Twenty Six Hundred. Mach and. Yeah. And she is the cause of a lot of drama and a lot of issue, and I'm not going to get too far into oh it. Oh, my God. Essentially, a lot about that. that happened that yeah. Essentially, the, the entire channel of the operators said, fuck it, we're done, and we're going to go do our own shit. So Crypt Keeper of Reaper's Tech, along with uh, of, uh, Sonar Guy and a few other people pitched in their time and money. They build servers. And they created a private community that was open to the public to a certain degree. They still had their ranks among themselves. They still had their level of trust. And then they also had their public face, which is still accessible today on irc.reapersecurity.net. Anybody is allowed to connect to that server, so long as they're not trying to use any um, malicious means. And you can talk to them. I don't know. I mean, you can talk to them yourselves. If you have questions, you can ask ReaperSec. They're very open about a lot of things. But at the same vein, you got to remember, they don't owe you shit. They don't owe you the time of day. If they don't want to answer questions, respect that. You know what I'm saying? Well, and here's one thing that, like, I really wanted to get contact to because you really – you guys do talk a lot. Were you guys, like, former members or – um, I, I was never, I was never, I was never ever a member of Reapersec. Neither was I. Throw that out. Neither, there. neither of us were genuine members or employees of Reaper Security. However, I can, I can say that out of all of the people on the internet that I've ever associated with, Reaper Security and company 
are some of the very few, and I mean finite amount of people, including Tear Coil and WVU Soldier and Pseudo King and a few others, who I will genuinely put trust into and provide certain levels of intel that I do not share with the rest We're good of the friends. We 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 jump each other a lot. Me and me and Shadow have a lot of fun with each other in the public. We do, but at the same time, in private, you know, we're we're very. I mean, it, here's the thing: WVU could pop up and say, "Hey, I've got this problem, you know, with uh, this specific malware or whatever," and I'm curious if anybody's willing to take a look at it, and I'll hop right on it. You know, I don't give a shit. I've done it in the past. I don't mind doing it for them. You know, we are but, we are we are professionals in specific area. None of us. None right. of us well, work. I mean, it's a kind of like we a, don't work it's with It's kind of like uh, pro wrestling. It's kind of like pro wrestling. You guys, you, know, it's, you guys it's have not your fun. Like pro you guys have a good time. We but don't you work. guys are. I mean, like the context in the context of you know, you guys give a lot each other shit, right? But in like yeah, we all know, do our own in thing. other private senses, I mean, you guys are great friends. That's what I was talking about. Right. It's really uh, close. We all do our own things. We are doing our own things. I don't, exactly. I don't speak shadow frequently. I don't call them up on a weekly basis. I call no, it, despite the right. fact that we have each other's numbers and shit. <laughs> we, and, and if I call him up, he's like, what's up, asshole? Are you drunk or do you have anything for me? Like, we, <laughs> we share on each other, even in our daily communications. Think, think of it like a college fraternity. We're really fucking tight, and we will we will take ass weapons for each other. But at the I same have, day, I have Shadow's back. Shadow is my back. Exactly, but I'm still going to call. Him have, we have we have each other. We talk to each other. We don't. We, we are not operating as a team at all. No, we okay. all we all do our own damn thing. I mean. We're doing our own very respected things. with what he does. I do my own fucking thing. ReaperSec does their various things. You know, but at the same time, if I, we happen, can to all come, come to if I happen to come across a problem that I don't have an answer to, and it would take me fucking like three months to run the answer. So that's essentially a brief history of Reaper. Was that you trying to talk? That was him. Speak in the microphone, worthless person. Hello? It was you. Hang up! I said, basically, you know, that's a brief history of Reaper Suck right there. So, I mean, that's that's about it. That's very interesting. we, we, We love and hate each other. Very much That's so. I, dude, dude, uh, like me and Shadow, I think we're vaguely friends. Yeah, I mean, it's safe to say friends. It's just, you know, we're not like, you know, tongue in each other's asses every five minutes. <laughs> I don't care about you today. If you got to call me, you can call me. When you got to yeah. leave, I'll call you. We are not. Friend group. Um, and we aren't, and we aren't even Rupert No, we're not. Okay, good. We have, uh, we and have not no only that. Uh, okay. 
but what I was going to say is that, you know, I both respect you, even though some things that I don't really, like, agree upon with you guys, you know, and I'm more libertarian, anarchistic, you know, anti-statist, but I do respect you guys uh, for pretty much telling like, telling it like it is. And I, I appreciate it for both of you guys uh, to it's come on the show. Of, it's part of the way I try to exist. Um I, I really do think that this this job that I fucking exist in does need to be dismissed, demystified a little bit, um, because there's 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 horrible implications from forever to the day. Like psyop is the men who stare goats. So I so I spend a lot of time trying to demystify that. Um, I, I don't know exactly. It is not, it's not particularly relevant, seeing the way that that me and Shadow or hey, I, I hate to break this up, but I gotta get going. Yeah, okay. All right, it was good talking to you guys. Love you a long time. All right, buddy. Shadow. See ya. Yeah, right. man. Bye. But when it comes to, uh, do I still have you? Yeah. It's and Cap Dalek, right? Yeah, it's it's Dalek. All right, Doc. John, come over here. Let me just let me just bring in let me just bring in the other psyopper. <laughs> we got about twenty. And I'll, just, I'll right? just put this phone. I'll just put this phone on speaker so you can so you can speak to both of us. Okay. Just, just a, hold, hold on, I can't hear you. Give me a second. This is the he has no idea who you are. He's on the radio. Well, I mean, I heard no, about I you. Know. You know, I mean, we we've been talking, talking about the on the radio on. show. Hold on, you were not you were not visible. You <laughs> you said we didn't hear because I was just fucking with my phone to make sure that I can get you on speaker. Okay. So you're dealing with two cyphers here who, if you didn't understand from the conversation, have two varying opinions about things. Yeah, I believe in raping giraffes. He doesn't. Oh, wait, are we on the same topic? I believe it's overdone. Oh, it's, I'm sorry, man. That was a different discussion. I apologize. By the way, if there are trolls in the U.S. military, they exist in Psyop. He's trolling. <laughs> no. <laughs> Discussing Jared Diamond and Robert Kaplan and you know geography, and I was talking about raping giraffes. And, you know, no, no, no words, man. Um, I'm sorry you have to deal. No, I'm really sorry you have to deal with this, man. Uh, my name is John Cargo. I'm, I'm a less known version of John. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, actually, translation. I'm actually worse, but anyway. Um, hi, how are you? He, he called me over to talk to you, and I am just uh, what? you know. Yeah. Say what? hi. I guess. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not really so much new. I, I actually help produce the show. I help going through the the um, the uh, the calls and listening, and you know, I kind of help out and add to the conversation a little bit. Um, and, you know, I kind of make John, go go easy on my eardrums, John. Jesus, man. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's cool, man. I appreciate the, uh, the intro, I mean, you know, or that you produced the show. Good job. Yeah, um, where are you? 
Das ist nicht gewesen, du kannst es nicht Ja, cool, man. I apologize. Uh, can you tell me more? I was actually listening before my eardrums were disrupted by a penis in my ear. Translation, John's voice yelling. Yes, Johnny has absolutely, literally no idea who the fuck you guys are. Well, well, you know what? It's nice to meet Johnny. John Kerbo here. John Kerbo here has no idea about our society, our culture, what the internet is. Yes, he's understanding what the internet is. He has no idea. Oh, Paul, I want the internet. You child, you have no idea what the internet is. I know I saw a grunt on the internet. All right. Um, what I was about to say is that you know I'm not really into the the community itself. I'm just an outsider looking in. Um, I I kind of talk to and converse to other people within this community. But for the most part, I really like being away from what it is. I mean, I'm somewhere in the middle, but I, I kind of like it that way. But, um, I mean, it's a very interesting um, what you guys are doing within uh, the PSYOP uh, areas. And I, when I hear that you guys can't, like, uh, you guys can't do that around Americans, and what you were trying to say is that... I gotta make my point. I gotta make my point. I gotta make my point. If you ever fucking identify a PSYOP soldier running a target audience analysis against the internet, I will assist you in criminalizing that. It's just criminal. It's criminal. We are not allowed to. We are absolutely one hundred percent not allowed to. Flat out. The whole okay. thing is stupid, but whatever. Well, I'm about to make a point that. No, there's a good reason behind it. I'm just saying it's a it's gray area. I mean, I, I like I, I told on the on the show. You know, I I, I saw a bunch of people or elves into baking me cookies, and I this still is, await prosecution. This is actually brilliant. This is actually the conversation I wanted to have. What? Not not in front of everybody, but this is the conversation that you just want to have. Well, he wants to slide the rule. No, I didn't say that. I just I told John that. As far as I'm concerned, it is absolutely criminal, 100%. And by the way, this is being recorded. I thought you said it wasn't being recorded. It is being recorded. No, it's still being recorded. Good job, Donald Chomsky. I could tell you about the war crimes. It is absolutely criminal for you and I to fucking target PSYOP against them. Because they're because they're they're at least objective of the U.S. Oh, well, it's uh, criminal. Well, it's criminal to do so otherwise. Well, what is there to talk about? Like, what, what, what is the conversation? We're going to talk about a lot of different things, as we have 
Well, we, we cannot. We right. cannot. You cannot run. You, right. can't, you can't do target ice now. Right. You well, can't do. You well, can't do from then on now. Well, then by extension, we should shift topic and move on that conversation space. And I think I think there are a lot of interesting things to talk about in terms of you could talk talk about the Avery side. Without but I think what I think is what I think is and that's part of it. Right. I think it's absolutely important is for us to inform civilians. Is that right. what we're doing? How we're right. doing? Exactly why we're doing? You know, I, I'm working on my my Noam Chomsky impression, and I I think the biggest state sponsor of terrorism is the game Donkey Kong. I mean, I would like to know what, what you think about this, you know, problem because because you, know, you talk about the terroristic situational transfer. Now, I think it is a real issue that the you know. Uh, how's that for Noam Chomsky? Is that a good impression? Could you uh, could you rephrase the question? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was the point, and it was a good one. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. And you're over absorbing. Sorry. You happen to have lost the point. Oh, man. Oh, man. I just want to tell you. Oh, man. I'm so glad. I just real glad, you know. Oh, man. You guys are good, good, good sports here. I really appreciate what you do. Oh, man. John, okay, this you is, could I just... Maybe we can have barbecue. Could I get into yeah. another question that I would like to... Uh, yeah, I would like to yeah, ask no, real quick? Yeah, just... No, I don't think you're talking to a drunk asshole. I was going to say we could shift off to something where John Nichols doesn't yell viscerally in a way that uh, disrupts my eardrums. It's my office. I can yell as much as I want. Coin noted. <laughs> but um, here's what I want to ask real quick. Um, since you guys have been around like private military corporations, um, what do you think about the military industrial complex as a whole? Because I remember, um, you know, like, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, uh, you know, built right. the roads and stuff. And it was because of the military industrial complex yeah, to get military supplies from point A to point B. And uh, he was warning about the military industrial complex. And where you see the, the hypocrisy well, I have the next up one here. John is going to take the first yeah. one. Uh, I, give, I give your point three and a half stars out of four, and I give the military industrial complex one and a half stars. Uh, I'm going to let John answer the rest. When it comes to the military industrial complex, it's relatively, it's relatively complex, as, as it's supposed to be. Um, the top the tough part, the toughest part of the military industrial complex is how do you hire people into the military industrial complex? But the way I had been a part of it. The hardest part is how do you find the the best soldiers from wherever and decide that they're going to be the soldiers you're going to invite into the unit. You can't just, you can't just fucking, you can't just shit. You, you don't just shit experts. U.S. military, the U.S. military trains the experts. And the U.S. military gives them a whopping total of maybe $60,000 a year. So, the experts then go, hey, what if we give you $120,000 a year to go to the exact same thing? 
you know, people with families or whatever are like, yeah, no, it's obvious that that's the way out. That's how it happens. Then it moves from there. It moves from there into... Hey, now that I've got a uh, now that I've got a systemic system, how do I identify the best of the best from all of your friends? Well, okay. If I am if I am getting ready to run a mission in Baghdad, and I've been asked my boss to find the best guy who's really good at doing really good work in her position, I will identify that human being. I actually ha- I actually can I can name you three or four people off the top of my head who could do that gorgeously. Okay. But um I was gonna get to the point and I know that you're you're speaking about the military industrial complex but what my uh, my point was is that when I hear about war and how we need to actually have the reasons for war and everything like that we I really want to get into the core understanding and here's here's a we quick are, history we, draft, are, we draft. are actually we are actually trying to get you there I don't know if you, I don't know if you quite get the way we're trying to get you there what well, we're doing is we are, get... what we're doing is we're telling you this is a who you know world. Um, I know people, I know people who can get me there very easily. Who are very good. So if I'm put in a position to, if if I'm in Iraq and my job is to and my job is to be the chief, this never happens. So I'm doing this conjecture. I'm doing this in conjecture, with 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 fucking thought experiment. If I'm the chief psychological operations specialist who is hanging out with the uh, state department in whatever fucking mechanism, if it if it, if it turns out. Which would which is very not far from what I've done. Um, but turn out that I need assistance. I would I would just call in I would call in contractors to run us through the route to get us there. Be fine, no big deal. And quite simple. And now that it work out with failure, we wouldn't. The U.S. government still has defense, and we don't exist, except for when some of our soldiers end up hung from a bridge. And that basic thing, that basic, well, then that basic part of that being a fucking soldier sort of ties back in. And by the way, that reverberated through the military and the defense contracting community very large and very loudly when that happened. I was there when it happened. Mm-hmm. I was either there when it happened. It was still another thing. I might have actually been home when that happened. And it was sort of the, the middle of the night. Sort of laughing. Sort of been like, I wish I'd been there so I could fucking help. 
Anyway, welcome to war. <laughs> now, do you think some wars that uh, that you know some politicians uh, say to go do this, go do that? Uh, do you think some of them? Um, within, not within, the vast majority of soldiers do not believe. The vast majority of thoughtful soldiers do not believe that Iraq is worthwhile going through. Okay. Yeah. I feel comfortable with that. I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at John, and he's giving me a not. It's a, it's sort of a hesitant thumbs up. It's it, it, no, it, it's well, it's, a, it's a heavy statement. It's a heavy statement that I'm saying. I do believe the vast majority of soldiers do not believe in Iraq. We do believe, but I tell you what, the vast majority of soldiers do believe in. Even if I didn't vote for it, I will defend my country. I will. I will defend. I will work towards my country's objectives. Okay. That that is how soldiers operate. It is not. We okay. are not. We are not the architects. We are not the architects. The the politicians do that. Thing. So, for instance, yes. when I joined, when I joined the U.S. military in 2006, mm-hmm. I did that. Knowing full well that Iraq was bullshit, I also went to Iraq twice thereafter, and I felt really comfortable with that. I felt like I felt like, and I tell you what, I tell you, I went with the relatively simple idea of you break it, you buy it. I didn't like that we were in Iraq, but I went with the relatively simple idea: you break it, you buy it. Now I know Iraq very intimately. I know I know Iraq very well. Okay, um, we got about uh, we got about three minutes left, but uh, it, it was really nice talking to both of you, um, WVU and uh, Turbo. I, I really do appreciate that you guys did come onto the show. You guys did talk uh, a little bit about psyops and a little bit about war and some other you know topics, and I appreciate that uh, Shadow DXS came around onto the show. That's the thing Shadow does. We're all right. <laughs> I, I appreciate Shadow DXS. I have more respect for him than any other person I've ever met. I, I really do. I, it's, it's, I do. Well, I don't suck his dick. It's between your name and it's not our business. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Sorry. Yeah, um, you know what? You guys have a good evening. Um, you know, have fun. Drink a few more fucking shots or something like that. Have a great time. No. Uh, go ahead, say uh, I was just saying, have a great evening. You know, drink a few more. Have a great time. All right, guys? Yeah. John, let me tell you, this conversation we passed an organization called Come on, go from Dr. Stimuli, deal with us not the KGB community for state security. He told me to say that. It's not true. He said that. Look, I got a crisis. I'm coming to you. I'm not going to do with any of this. All right. 
All right, guys. Peace. Cheers. Cheers, man.